You're always going to talk about the journey. You're always going to talk about the try. So that's where you relish. That's where your happiness is. And that's where um, you, you flourish. And you kind of like enjoy that. You savor that, that journey. So it's going to, yeah, it's going to be bumpy. It's going to be tricky. It's going to be catchy. Whatever. They're going to be, but there are going to be little uh, spikes. There are going to be little uh, peaks and valleys in that journey. And once it's all done, you're going to talk about that journey. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in on a little bit of everything with me, and I am your host, Angelica. This is a podcast that talks about a little bit of everything, so sit back and enjoy the show. And welcome back to another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. Today, my guest is a comedian, actor, YouTuber, producer, and author. Welcome, Wally, to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing very, very well. You know, I'm doing well, all things considered. Oh, yes. And I'm glad you're doing well, especially during these crazy times that we're living in. But before we even get started, because you wear many hats, introduce yourself to my listeners. Um, hello, everyone. My name is Wally Collins, and uh, I am a headlining, international headlining stand-up comedian. Um, let's see, I am an author. Uh, I, wrote a, I have a book out. I'm an actor. Um, you can see me in a few things on Netflix, um, or you can see on Hulu or on HBO Max. Let's see. Um, uh, I have a show on YouTube, um, a YouTube channel called Wait What with Wally. So um, I'm pretty much, you can find me. I'm Googleable, W-A-L-I-C-O-L-L-I-N-S. And to find out more about me, that's where you can find me. And, and I guess later on, I'll t- you know, tell you exactly or more information about that specifically where you can find me. But I think that's a good start. Yeah, wow. I'm just impressed with everything in your lineup that you've got. Now, my thing is here. It's I really love to hear the people's story of how they got into this industry because it is a tough industry. So tell me, how did you become, was it the comedian first, the acting? What came first uh, with all of these things that you do? Well, um, the comedian part, well, you know, let's go back a little further. Um, when I was in, in school, like in high school, junior high and high school, um, I'm a musician, I was a drummer, I still am a drummer, and I love playing drums, playing in jazz bands and things like that. And when uh, I was on my way out of high school, my counselor told me that I need to pick something for college. I really didn't think so. I think what the big deal was, but I had to have a career. So I like math and I love drawing. And so he said, you should be an architect. And I said, okay, I guess I'll be an architect. And uh, so I studied that and, and, and then I got a job as an architect, project manager. And, but I really enjoyed the performing part of it. On weekends, I would play music and kind of be the front man for the band. And uh, I told my mother I wanted to be an actor. And she said, well, try stand-up comedy if you really want to pursue that. So I uh, went to a, uh, a place where they had comedy night. I'll never forget this. It was, a, it was Wednesday nights. It was at a, a, a hotel. It's called Hotel Warren. 
And the funny thing about that place is that the E fell off of hotel. So they called the hot L Warren. And um, I went there and tried stand-up comedy and believe it or not, it went well. And he told me to come back, work on my act. And I just kind of kept doing that. I really enjoyed entertaining. And so I just kept getting busier and busier with the comedy and the, the day job, so to speak, kind of faded away. And I just moved on from there and Comedy Central called me and, and I did all that stuff because my mother's mantra, you never know. And that's when you never know came from. And my, um, I started, I wrote a book about that, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So that's the beginning of Wally's career in life and adult life, I should say. Well, you know what's crazy is that you went to school for architecture like I did. And um, I ended up becoming the assistant to the architect. And that kind of just faded away slowly through 10 years of my life being in retail and ended up wake, put, uh, putting myself back into that industry. But mm-hmm. crazy. I just love how your parents has given you that support because I feel like that's so important and allowing you to try these things because even for myself yeah um it going to school wasn't something i wanted to because i have a learning disability but then mm. my parents said you know you're so creative and drawing you you can really you know become something and my mom was very school oriented like you have to get a certificate and she yeah. would say i don't care what you do after if you end up working at uh, at a restaurant, I really don't care. As long as you have that diploma, it's going to help you in the long run in the future too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have my my theory, if we can, uh, yeah. kind of go on a tangent about what what they call learning disability. Mm-hmm. You know, when after we're born, and from up to probably when we start going to school, um, like I was at four or five years old, mm-hmm. we kind of have to learn on our own. We have to learn how to communicate. We have to learn how to you know, put things together and, and, you, and we learn it at our own pace. You know, we learn, um, you know, basically how to get through the world until you have to learn uh, how to learn basically. And it didn't, you know, and I just people people who have learning disabilities is basically saying, listen, I didn't teach myself this way. So now you're trying to get me to, to teach myself that way. It's I'm going to have that battle. And I just think that's kind of unfair for kids. You know, they call it learning disability. I think it's kind of unfair because I think they are really getting through life. Things are kind of like, you know, they're they're getting through life and their own way. But then you get labeled and then, and then kids believe that, you know, saying, you know, that there's something wrong with me. And they believe that. And I really think that if someone older said to them, you know what, you still can do and be whatever you want to be you know, that disability is not really real. It's just that you just a different way of learning. I really think a lot more kids will flourish and a lot, there'll be a lot more happy children and then happier adults too. I agree. I, I really like what you said there because, you know, I try to advocate and volunteer as much as I can and speak and really just give kids and teenagers and even adults to kind of just look at it as a different perspective. And, yeah. you know, I was able to try many things. Uh, I was so I was so happy to have that support. I was, you know, I didn't expect to get into podcasting, but I used it as a way of trying to release those fears and that social anxiety that I always had and be able mm-hmm. to break out of my shell, build that confidence. Because I'm telling you two years ago, I was just like, I will not talk to a stranger unless <laughs> I know you. Or even if I was introduced to somebody, I would be the shyest person. But when I started podcasting, interviewing people, and building that confidence, I was just like, oh my gosh, why didn't I think of this a long time ago? But of course, it's that fear that you carry with you. And yeah. even when we do these different things, 
it's like, how do we just break out and just do it? Yeah, I think it, it's tricky, um, you know, to uh, to kind of like branch out because you're gonna you need that support. You need someone who's kind of like out there saying, "Yeah, you you can do this." You know, um, doing it on your own, you're not necessarily sure, like a gauge. You're, you're kind of gauging yourself, and you really can't gauge it on anything. But like I said, if you have someone out there that you trust, and so to speak, I keep putting up air quotes, what an adult um, or like I said, someone like who's been in the trenches and saying to you, yeah, that works. I think that gives you the confidence to say, you know what, I can do this. I, I, this, 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 this is gonna, this, this is gonna work for me. So um, yeah, and I, and I applaud that you took that leap and took that step and you're happier for it. Thank you, I appreciate that. And with your career of wearing many hats and doing different projects, have you ever thought, thought like you were in doubt of, oh my gosh, I don't know if I'm going to do this. Am I going to be successful? Because, you know, quitting your full-time job and then getting into this full-time, mm -hmm. it's it's so much to handle. And also, oh, it, when's the next paycheck? Am I able gonna, to pay my right. bills yeah. and all that stuff? Walk right. me through that process and how you felt and how you overcame that. You know, it's interesting. I, I always remember this quote someone said, um, get busy living your dream or get busy living someone else's. Because if you're not you know, working for yourself or striving for your own happiness, you're going to, you're going to live a nine to five or do something that you're helping someone else to succeed. And, you know, and also it could work too, that maybe what you're doing is helping someone to succeed. That's something different, but there are a lot of people who are not happy doing what they're doing. You know, they go to that nine to five and, you know, they hate it, but they know they have to do it because they have bills. But I really think it's a it's just a blessing if you can get up in the morning and get excited about going to work or going to do what you love. And then they give you a check for it. That's just amazing. You know, and so, you know, you, you really have to decide, you know, for yourself, like, do I really want to be happy and and, and get up in the morning with anticipation to, that something great's going to happen? And so some, somehow, some way we get taught, I don't know where is that coming from, where you have to be sad. You're like, you know, you have to do things where you're not, you're not happy doing those things. I don't understand why, and that's so to speak normal, but I, I just, that I don't get. Now, how do we find happiness through everything? Because I can tell you, and I'm going to be honest, yeah. I started to do this podcast and then I started to do, okay, let me open up an online shop. Let me create a podcast community. Let me reopen my photography because I used to have that. And it's like, it, it provides me so much happiness. And, you know, there's been yeah. times where I'm not going to lie. There's been times where I'm like, oh my gosh, how much more do I have to give until I, you know, you get that big break. Cause everyone's mm -hmm. always looking for that big break. And then right. I got into voiceover acting, which is just the beginning stages. And it's just like, okay, I'm getting these castings. I gotta, I, you know, I'm, I'm blessed that I'm able to just not focus it too much because, you mm -hmm. know, people just literally quit their job, move to LA and then, you know, think they're going to become the biggest star. It's not going to be like that. It does take a lot of work, mm -hmm. but you know, it's just, I find happiness through all of that. And it's like, 
I just, I got to keep going. I got to keep going because it just pushes me and drives. And when I talk to you and other people and I hear your stories, it's like, oh, it just drives me to keep going and mm -hmm. really keep going, keep that momentum. Because I know once you put in all the hard work, it will be all worth it. Yeah. Um, and also to what I think we uh, fall into that trap of once I get this, I'll be happy that's that's a trap don't don't think that way people um you know it's always it's always in the journey it's always in the try and when i mean by, what i mean by that it's in my book that i wrote is that anyone who um has a goal i'll put it this way so let's say you're going on a trip you go on a trip you uh you get into your car and your car takes you to the airport you got to take a plane you fly in that plane and then you land and then you got to take a taxi or whatever to the hotel you sleep in the hotel get the next morning and then you travel to your destination if it's a family member or a co-worker or a colleague a work associate or something to that effect after they do the greeting hug you or shake their hand what's the first thing they say first thing that they say to you is how was your trip? Not to the fact that you're there and let's get started. It, what's interesting to them is how you got there. And it's always, it's always in the journey. That's what the most interesting thing is. And even when you have a goal, when you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to learn an instrument or um, you're trying to learn a recipe, you know, once you get it done, you know, if, even if you fail or succeed, Someone's going to say, hey, wow, you did it. And you're, you're compelled to say, yeah, I did it. But let me tell you what I had to go through to do it. Or it didn't work out. But let me tell you what I had to do. And this is how, because it didn't work out. You're always going to talk about the journey. You're always going to talk about the try. So that's where you relish. That's where your happiness is. And that's where um, you, you flourish. And you kind of like enjoy that. You savor that, that journey. So it's going to, yeah, it's going to be bumpy. It's going to be tricky. It's going to be catchy, but they're going to be, but there are going to be little uh, spikes. There are going to be little uh, peaks and valleys in that journey. And once it's all done, you're going to talk about that journey, no matter what. Exactly. You are going to talk about it. It's like when I talk about my learning disability and how I accepted it about four years ago, <laughs> I was able to feel like wow, it's, it, it, it's like getting that closure. I know it sounds weird, but it feels like I'm getting closure of, you know, leaving what I was before and now evolving and becoming better and uh, feeling confident in myself because that's something, you know, I feel like most people yeah. lack. But again, when I have that label attached to me, you lack even yeah. more and trying to not give up and you're always kind of falling down and it's just... Yeah, there's times I still go through that, but at least I can say, no, like, what is the message that I'm trying to send? Because even becoming an author in the future, I want to be able to share that story and really give that encouragement and really just give that truthfulness of what I've gone through and knowing mm -hmm. that you can still get back up. Yeah, you, you really can. You really can. And like I said, somewhere along the lines, we get taught to be sad. You know, it's normal. Um, and it's okay. To, and it is, it's okay to be sad. And plus it's normal, but you don't have to be, you can be on that, that happiness path. You know, you, you are going to get, uh, some sad things, you know, death mm -hmm. in the family or a disappointment or something like that. And you're, you're going to feel sad. You're going to feel disappointment or, or anything like that, but that that's normal. But understanding that, 
you know, you're still on the, the under the, the blanket or the tent of happiness. It's, it's part of the process of living and, and growing. And, you, and once you understand that and accept that, you know, you just move on to the, to the next thing. You know, it's really interesting when, you know, kids, it's funny how kids will <clears throat> hang out with one another and they'll argue with one another. They'll even fight with one another. And then probably mm, 45 minutes, an hour later, they're back to playing with one another again. And, you know, as an adult, like, wait, weren't you guys just arguing? Yeah, but we're fine now. And the thing about it is that kids process that, like, okay, I'm angry, but I really like, I really enjoy being happy. So they experience it, you know, they, they kind of like go through it, but they enjoy the happiness. So they want to get back to the happy. Somewhere between childhood and adulthood, we kind of hang out or stay in that anger. And that's when it builds up. You want to be, you know, petty. You want to be, you want to give them back. You know, you want, you want to hate that person, you know, and all that stuff. I'm like, where is that coming from? So, you know, and also too, when you ask a kid to do an impersonation of an adult, the first thing they first thing they do is they get very still and put a serious look on their face and they and they have their fingers like, don't do this, don't do that. You know, and it's like, wow. And, and then if you go the other way, if you tell an adult, act like a child, man, the freedom that they do, the freedom that, you know, that they express, it's 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 just amazing. So somewhere in the between the childhood and adulthood, we're we're taught to lose that happy and and pursue your happiness. You're so right. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. You're so right. I remember as a kid when my mom would be like, how do you think I feel? And then I would put that straight face and I would like literally impersonate her. Yeah. She, of course she didn't like that, but you know, <laughs> it was the honest truth, but I agree with you. I really do. Now you have this book mm-hmm. telling me more about this book, because it seems like I, I miss, I'm making the assumption with mm-hmm. everything that you've gone through, this book is really going to help achieve our goals, our dreams, and desires. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's called the You Never Know Book of Encouragements. And um, I put the word, you never know, the three words, you never know, into one word. Mm-hmm. Y apostrophe N E V A N O. Let that be your mantra. It's my mantra. And I did these things because my mother said to me those three words, you never know. And, you know, unless you try what that result is or what that experience is going to be. And um, so everything that I've done in my life, uh, in my adult life, I did it because I was in that state of mind. You never know state of mind. And I'm, I'm happy for it. And so I wanted to share my happiness with the rest of the world. So um, I started a website. And then in that website, I would write blogs, weekly blogs to kind of encourage people to pursue their goals, dreams or desires and to be that friend. And after about a hundred or so uh, blogs, um, I said, you know what, this would be a great book that someone can take with them, have their buddy with them. You can take them on a, you know, on a road trip, they can put it on their coffee table, they can put it in their rest, the bathroom, they can put it in, you know, on the nightstand before they go to bed or read it, you know, the first thing in the morning, but something to encourage them that, you know what, it's, it's going to be all right. I truly love that. You never know. You never yeah. know. I, you know, it seems, it seems like it, this resembles what I've been through as a child, it's like mm-hmm. my mom used to always say, you just got to try, you, you got to try, you got to keep going, you got to keep going. Mm-hmm. And it's always just my dad even used to say a lot, like, you're always going to get that answer. No, but how would you convert it into a yes? 
because right. it's like you're going into an interview, but if you're going with that negative thought that you're not going to get it, you're not going to get it. But yeah. you know they may not hire you, but how are you going to switch that mindset and say, yes, you have to hire me? So Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Um, in the, I just sound so cliche, and I'm kind of mm-hmm. rolling my eyes, and I'm a little uh, embarrassed to say this, but in my book, <laughs> in my book, I, I talk about the word no when you when you hear no. No just means not that way. And I'll, I'll give you another analogy. And I realize that when I kind of give examples, um, it, it, it kind of helps put in perspective. But, you know, I don't know if you remember when you're a kid, uh, you go to the doctor's office and they, they had like little magazines and in the magazines, like little games you could play. And in the magazine, um, there's like there's always a maze, you, you, you know, you, you, you kind of like take your crayon and you and you go through the maze to, to have the rabbit catch, you know, gets the carrot or something like that. And you go through that maze. Interesting thing is that, you know, you go through that maze, you hit a wall. That's a no. And people, you know, they're not going to throw the magazine away. They don't understand. Oh, not that way. So you kind of like backtrack a little bit and you go another way to just to get to your goal because, you know, you're going to get to that goal. It's the same thing. You're going to get to that goal and you really, really want to get to that goal. You're going to keep going. So you're going to hear no in that maze. It's like, oh, OK, just not that way. So you're going to back up a couple of steps and go left or go right or go over the hump or whatever you're going to do. But you're still going to try to get through that maze because, you know, you're going to get to that carrot and everything's going to be all right. So no just means not not that way. Love it. I really love it. You inspired <laughs> me. I know it's just been a short time, but you've inspired me because it's I feel like I don't know, it's were we were we brother and sister like back in the day in our past life? Like I don't I <laughs> I'm just trying to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> The way you view things, um, I know, you know, architecture is the, the huge similarity that we have, but mm-hmm. it, it's just like you, everything you mentioned is so on point. And I feel like more people need to hear about it, especially during these times where yeah. anything is like we're unsure of what's going to happen really like today we are working tomorrow we are not how do we Mm -hmm. how do we still find that happiness through all of this and the silver lining it's like i always try to tell people we have to adapt to this situation and learn how to move on because life still keeps going we can't just dwell and be scared and fearful of everything because what happens it affects us our mental health and our overall being we just gotta move on and just okay, yes, no one likes to be wearing the mask. No one wants to be near each other, but we still need to pay our bills. We still need to do our groceries. We still need to do our everyday stuff and take care of ourselves. So whatever you're saying, it's really sticking to me. And I'm just like, thank goodness. (laughs) Someone's (laughs) on the same page as me right now. (laughs) Yeah, we're out there. We're we're, But you know, I, I believe in law of attraction, you know, in fact, science, scientifically, it's true. It, it scientifically is real law of attraction. It's all about vibrations and um, to understand what law of attracts, how vibrations work. Um, it's like, um, like sound. You can't see sound, but you know, it's real because there's little cords in your ears and, you, and those things vibrate. And when they vibrate, it goes to your brain and that's how you hear music or even wind, you really can't see wind, just the result of wind. So when you see the trees move, you're like, oh, that's the wind doing that. So law of attraction is vibration and brain waves and thought waves. And so 
I really believe that you and I connected because we're on the same, as they say, as they say, same, same wavelength, but we are, we are vibrationally matched. And um, the people who are vibrationally matched are gonna come together and you know, they're, they're going to uh, form their own little tribe, if you will. Yeah, definitely. And I, I so believe into how what you do in the universe, it gives you gives back to you. But also, like you mentioned, how being aligned, it's like having this podcast and yes, having just a general niche of having almost everybody on. It's just there's so many people mm-hmm. that I've connected to on different levels and being able to be inspired and by mm-hmm. and it's just it's remarkable what the podcast has really taught me and I'm just so grateful to right. have met you because I was just like so as soon as you started talking about everything I was just like wow where were you before <laughs> <laughs> well I'm here now so don't worry <laughs> oh my gosh now with everything that you have going on how has this impacted you during or affected you during the pandemic? Because for some people, they're seeing it as, you know, a lot more opportunities have popped up, or it mm-hmm. could be like, how do I get through this? Yeah, you know, th- that's such a great question, because I did go through that. Um, I was very, very busy traveling and working and performing, and it just stopped. It just stopped. And um I'm not gonna lie. I definitely hit the wall. I, I definitely hit a panic, uh, a hit panic mode or um, freak out mode or what's happening now kind of thing. But I had to, you know, kind of like talk talk to myself and says, "All right, what are you feeling?" And and I was feeling uncertainty. Um, but then I realized that no one knows what's going on. You know, no one, you know, uh, can predict the future. So I'm not the only one in this storm. Now there are different boats in this storm, but I'm in my boat, but we're all, you know, trying to get through this storm. Everyone, every one of us. And so that kind of gave me a little solace. That kind of gave me a little peace of mind that, you know, we're all stumbling through this. And so um, I started to reach out to fellow comedians, fellow, you know, friends, family members, and see what they're thinking and how how are they getting through. And so what I did, I kind of like took a little bit of that, took a little bit of this and took someone else's kind of thoughts and their perspective. And that calmed me down a whole lot. Cause I, like I said, I wasn't alone in this. And once I calmed down and once I started to listen to music, believe it or not, that I enjoy that um, kind of put a smile on my face. Um, and even, now this is pretty interesting and I, recommended, I started looking at old photos, photos of when I was a kid, photos when um, I was uh, hanging out with friends, because usually those photos are at a happier time, um, things when you're, when you're having fun, and those brought uh, uh, nice feelings inside of me, and that helped calm me down too. So once I got calm, I said, well, you know what, I have free time. So what am I going to do in this free time? And so I said, you know what, why not use my talents? And so that's when I started this YouTube channel. Um, it's a, uh, a, a channel or a, a um, series of, co- uh, of videos and, and photos where it kind of takes a look at, at the world and in human, in human nature and how we kind of like get through this world that make you're going to, you're going to say, wait, what, what, what am I seeing? And I host it. 
And I throw some comedy in there. I do the editing. I directed it. I did the graphics. And, um, and it was really great because I felt I had purpose. I, and I, I tell you, I, when I started getting into it and started working on it, I didn't want to go to sleep. And, and then when I woke up, it was the first thing I got to in the morning. And, it, it gave, and I was just so, so happy and elated that it gave me purpose because I knew once it was done, I had something to present, that I had something that I wanted to share. So for me, and I can't say for everyone, this works for everyone, but for me, I had to calm down first. And once I calmed down and once I understood that we're all going through this, um, things started to flow and, and, and the peace, uh, so to speak, uh, came through me and I was able to, um, you know, make sense of it. Yeah. And, you know, I'm glad you were able to find the silver lining because it's it's been tough for a lot of people and of course you've been in an industry of like tv and in that entertainment industry let me just say that i'm i you know i feel for all of you and i'm just like oh my gosh you know so much has been put on hold or just couldn't Mm -hmm. go through with it that what do you do in this situation and i appreciate you sharing what what you did because I feel like a lot of people need to hear that, you know, right. and it's just get that motivation and try to do something. I know I've heard from other actors that where they're trying to like, you know, let me just find myself. Let me found, let yeah. me ju- focus on self-care. Let me actually start writing a script. Let me start uh, exploring my other part of myself of creativity. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's not easy. And I'm always thankful every day for still working at my full-time job. But also it's like, I feel for other people too, because, you know, it's, it's like, how, how do you move on? And I feel like it's a fear for me, but also I'm kind of like, you know, we got to focus on the brighter side of things. What could I do now? And mm-hmm. what is the universe telling me? Maybe the universe is telling me, maybe this is your time to pursue your passions. Maybe this yeah. is the moment where you can really take the time and start something off the ground. So I always try yeah. to switch that mindset, but I do appreciate you sharing what you went through and how you overcome it. Yeah, because you never know. Exactly. See, I <laughs> love this. I'm going to put it on a sticky note, put it right in front of me. This way I can just remind myself, you never know. You never know. It's weird because I used to say that a lot to my friends. I'm just like, you never know. Why don't you try it? You never know. <laughs> right. That's it's so true. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to dive into your YouTube series mm-hmm. because I I want to know more about it so I can start binge watching. Okay. Um, yeah, like I was saying, it was so okay, so I just so I said, okay, I want to do a YouTube channel, but I want to do something that I would watch. And um, so I always enjoyed watching uh, America's Funny Some Videos, uh, uh, MTV's Ridiculousness, like compilation, compilation videos, because um, they're short, because, um, you know, because I, I have that kind of attention span where, okay, what's next? And, but, and also, you know, have a host um, that kind of helps drive it. So I said, well, why not, why not I do that? Why not do a uh, compilation video show? Um, you know, I host it. Um, I write the monologue in, at the beginning and all different categories, um, subject matters, and, um, and let these be videos and photos of things that um, we really didn't know existed or things that are kind of like on the, on the 
the, the ridiculous side or the, the crazy side of, and where you're, you kind of like tilt your head, like what, what is going on? And, um, and they're out there. And so I took it upon myself to go through the internet and look for those things that would intrigue people's attention to, to have them, you know, look at these things and, and, and kind of like, huh? And also I made it family friendly. So the fam, you know, everyone can watch it um, in the family. So I didn't, didn't want to make it awkward for, you know, for, for anyone, um, but also, and made it fun. And, and enjoyable. So there are 12 episodes right now and I want to see how the, those 12 episodes are going and would go. And then I'll just make six, um, then I'll make batch of six um, as time goes on. Awesome, I like that concept. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at your resume and your, your achievements and your successes. I'm just thinking, wow. You know, having that mindset and really striving for success, it's pretty awesome what you have become. And I'm sure a lot of people see this like, wow, this this is so cool. You've done this. You've done that. How does that make you feel once? Have you ever looked back and <laughs> see what you've accomplished and say, wow, I didn't expect to to this for this to happen? Yeah. Um, okay. Here I go again. But in my book, I talk about take inventory mm -hmm. and I do from time to time. I do look back at what I've done and yeah, I go, yeah, I did that. Yeah. I felt good. I did that. Um, yeah, I, I, I do. I, I, I try to just, you know, I decide on what I want to do um, that has my interest. And um, I feel that I have to be do, do my best at it. And um, once I'm, you know, in there, uh, flourishing it or trying to do my best or really involved in it, um, yeah, I, I say to myself, I gotta, I have to do my best because then it's it's not worth it uh, doing it at all. And um, yeah, any of those categories that I have things that I I gotten into, I did my best. Now it may it may not be the best, but I did my best. And then I can look back at it and say, you know what? I did my best. And so there you go. Yeah. And it's so important to really applaud yourself for those little milestones and accomplishments. Yeah. And it's really important just for your overall uh, well-being, because this way, at least it can say, you know what, even though it's been a tough year with sales, but at least I kept pushing and I managed yeah. to get one person. And I think I, I try to do that a lot with the podcast community that I have, because I'm just like, you know, we can't always look at the numbers all the time and say, oh my gosh, I only got like 20 downloads. And how could I, how could I push that? You know, it, everything right. does take time. The world has changed and it, it affects it too as well. But also if you had one person listen to that episode, you've impacted one person or you made yeah. that person laugh. You made that person feel inspired or motivated, whatever it is. And you just got to celebrate those little moments because yeah. that's okay. how it keeps you on track and motivated. And I'm just like, Wally Collins, wow, what an impressive filmography that you've got that I'm just like, wow. Thank you. <laughs> Good for you. Well, that's awesome. And again, I really appreciate you taking the time and sharing about happiness and your book and all your projects, because really it, it inspires a lot of people. And um, you've inspired me, I'm telling you, because it's it seems yeah. like uh, we're kind of on the same path here where 
we went to school for architecture. That's hilarious. <laughs> and then now I'm kind of in this industry of music and entertainment, and I'm just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. There we go. We're, I'm telling you, man, we're like we're, we're kindred spirits. We're uh, like spirits. So it's meant to be. We we're meant to. Uh, we we're aligned. We're we're a vibrational match. It was meant to be. Mm-hmm. For sure. What is the coolest thing you've done in your career? The coolest thing that I've done in my career. God, there's so many, man. Um. Oh my God. Well, it's kind of like in my in the in in the interests that i've done um like like being a musician um i was um one of the youngest members i was grew up in massachusetts i was one of the youngest members in the new england jazz society and um and i always loved jazz and i was able to um blend my love for jazz and comedy and i don't think are you familiar with lincoln center in new york city um, no, I haven't. Lincoln Center is uh, one of the big, it's kind of like the Carnegie Hall of, of, of um, like that, that ballet of, art, of the arts. And um, I pitched a show to Lincoln Center. It's called Jokes and Jazz. It was a blend of my loves of, you know, laughing and, and, uh, and music. And they loved the pitch. And um, I was scheduled to do uh, a series every year, do a, uh, a show with uh, jazz music and, and comedians. And um, I was, I guess that's a big accomplishment because I was able to marry the two at the one and only Lincoln Center in New York City. Um, that's like in the, I guess the music and comedy like portion of my life. But um, I also love um, men's fashion. Um, and uh, I, I'm into men's clothing and menswear. And um, I always felt that I knew I was successful in life if I uh, started getting my clothes custom made. And um, I started doing that. I started getting my clothes custom made. And I, you know, I worked out and I worked in China, um, in Shanghai and uh, in Hong Kong. And I had all these custom made suits and, and things like that. But I always said, well, let me explain. Um, about, boy, maybe 15 years ago, the president of, uh, of Egypt, Mubarak, he had a pinstripe suit. And in the pinstripes themselves was his name. And I said to myself, man, that is such an awesome suit to have your name in the pinstripes. It was a $10,000 suit. And I'm like, oh, God. Well, you know, I can dream. And so... Um, about maybe seven, eight years later, um, the MMA fighter, Colin McGregor, he had a suit, pinstripe, and he had words in the pinstripe. And I'm like, you know what? I think it's possible. So I did my research and I met with a stylist and I said, you know, how much would it be to have my name in the pinstripe? And as we're talking, he recognized me. And he goes, wait, aren't you a comedian? I'm like, yeah. He goes, we can work, we can work together here. You can help me promote my business and I can help you, you know, get, get discount the suit for you. So he worked it out. And so I have a pinstripe suit with my name, Wally Collins in the pinstripes. That, are, that, that is the, the actual pinstripes. So 
little things like that, <laughs> when you said like the thing pops in my, that's the thing that pops in my brain, but little things like that, like those little accomplishments, like, wow, that's really, really cool. So now it's like, I'm almost, I th- I, like I hit the pill, I hit the mountain of, you know, custom made suits is when you can have your own name in the pinstripes. You're like, yeah, I did that. So, um, yeah, I, I get, I get, I'm going to end it there with, with answering that question. <laughs> That's freaking awesome though. That you, yeah. yeah, I would be excited too. If, even if I had custom shoes with my name on it or hand printed into it, like, yeah, you know, getting a big company, like the big dogs and saying, Hey, yeah, we can do that for you. I would be yeah. like, Oh Yeah give me a couple because i'm ready for this so yeah that's awesome yeah, yeah so yeah so it's just like a, a great milestone for me i'm like yeah that's so cool i love that that is cool now have you ever had regrets during your career thinking like mm, uh. <laughs> no no i have no regrets and i and i stress this and with the whole you never know state of mind you have to live a life of no regrets um regrets to me, regrets are trying to weigh ashes. You're trying to put value in something that's, that's just gone, that's just burnt and gone. You really, it, it doesn't make sense to do that because when you're doing that, you're actually not giving yourself any credit because you're making the decision um, and you're in the, in the moment, you're making a decision on, on the information that you have. Now you found, you found out the result after your decision so now you're going to regret because you're saying, oh, I should have made another decision. You can't you can't do that. It, it, you can't change the past. And so it really doesn't make sense of doing that. And then you have people who, you know, regret not doing certain things. And I say to them, you have to do those things because you never know what the result's going to be. So just understand that to regret something that you didn't do is not fair to yourself. But on the other hand, you do have to go for those things because you're going to wonder what could have happened. It's so true. You just have to do it. And I'm glad you said that because I feel like a lot of people, it doesn't matter what age you are, where you are in your life. There's always been, oh, I regret doing this. I regret not doing that. I remember used to saying that in my mid twenties thinking like, oh my gosh, I regret doing this. I should have done that. I should have traveled more. I should have been able to take these opportunities or nodding into excuse me, it's stupid financial uh, consequences and stuff like that. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. you know, why do I dwell on that? You know, let's change it. What am I going to do differently now? How Mm -hmm. could I be still, how could I still able to travel? How could I, you know, do more things? How could I do that? And I, I, I just, you know, try changing that mindset, which is very difficult too. But once you get the hang of it, you built that habit, then it just becomes, I feel like life becomes impossible you can just do anything and especially living in a country where there's so many opportunities it's like you just yeah. got to take advantage you got to take you advantage do. you really really do and and, and it's, it's there for you and you know also too people want to so the universe the universe wants you to try it mm-hmm. the universe is just waiting for you to you know to to pursue it and and, you, and the universe will will guide you so to speak will mm-hmm. and, and support you and the decisions that you make and you know how crazy it may seem the universe the universe doesn't see it as crazy even like you want to do it okay let's go it's so true oh my gosh wally i feel like <laughs> oh my god 
I'm scared if I ever like we ever meet up in person, it's like it's going to be nonstop chatter of like everything (laughs) positive. And it's I'm on the same wavelength. I'm telling you, it's just oh, my goodness. We could have been twins uh, past life. (laughs) I have no clue because I'm just like I am feeling everything that you're saying and it's like you're talking my language and that's what I try to tell people I know there's only so much you can say and it's up to the person to do it but that's just been my my mentality the past oh my gosh for so long now let's just say and it's oh I just I really appreciate your time I really do I appreciate you uh inviting me on your show yeah well wally uh, it seems like time flew and it's like i need another hour two hours i need more wally inspiration sure i I would love to come back oh my gosh thank you but before we go and wrap this up Mm -hmm. what is one piece of advice that you can tell somebody who's kind of just at the edge of like, oh, I'm just wanting to give up. And what can you tell them to boost their confidence and get that motivation again, besides getting your book? Because I feel like oof, that could be a game changer. Yeah, well, first of all, yeah, I would I would suggest getting my book because then you'll have me by your side 24 mm-hmm. seven. And um, so to the, to the those who are listening, it's, it's called the Never Notebook of Encouragement. And it's not, uh, me telling you how life works or whatever, these these encouragements are help, helping you to look at life in a different perspective, in a you know in, in a different way. That's all. And usually, when you look at things in a different way, you kind of like approach them in a um, I guess in a different way. And um, even with even with a little more enthusiasm, when you look at them and you look at the situations in a different way. So the book is designed to encourage you to go forward, to go for your goals, dreams, or desires. And the book is the You Never Know Book of Encouragement. You Never Know is spelled Y apostrophe N E V A N O. Um, and a uh, piece of advice, um, if I really want to be um, what's happening right now in this pandemic, um, just understand that take it day by day None of us, absolutely none of us, um, are you know know what's what the future holds. No one predicted this. Um, no one knew what this was coming. So we're all going through the storm together. So take it day by day. If that doesn't work, hour by hour. If that doesn't work, minute by minute. If that doesn't work, second by second. And once you get a hold of your senses, so to speak, and you go second by second. And then you go hour by hour, and then you go uh, day by day. Um, you're going to have a more calmer, less stressful life, a less stressful journey, and things are going to fall into your lap. I promise you, the universe is going to see that you're cool, you're ready, you're ready for it. It's going to drop in your lap, and you're going to freak out. How simple it is. So just trust it, and it's there for you. Thank you, thank you. That was amazing and i even just sat i'm sitting here like intaking everything and i'm just like yeah you're absolutely right we just gotta (laughs) take it day by day and you know find that inner strength to to move forward and whatever we choose to do just do it just do it because you never know right you never know it's so true and and, you know and and inner strength you know because a lot of people feel that oh my god am i strong enough to do this i can't do this 
you know, just like, you know, when you're lifting weights, you know, sometimes the weight's too heavy. Take, take a couple of the, uh, the weights off, you know, if it's 10 pounds, that's too heavy. Go for five pounds. That's too heavy. You know, do one pound. That's you know, do ounces, mm-hmm. but just stay safe. Look forward. Just look forward. You know, if you want to rest, long as your head and your, and your eyes are focused forward, looking towards, towards the future, you're going to be fine. Exactly. Exactly. Wally, where can the listeners find you? Oh, Lordy. So uh, you can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Not TikTok yet. I'm, I'm embarrassed to say I'm working on TikTok, um, but I'll get there. Um, look for me on TikTok, yes, I guess, but I'll be there. But also, I really want to push my uh, my YouTube channel. The uh, My show is called Wait What with Wally. The channel is called Wait What with Wally. You're going to enjoy it. Um, 12 episodes right now. They're only 10 minutes long. And uh, that's two hours out of your out of your day. But you're going to enjoy them, I promise. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much again. I'm so excited. I got to start binging it. (laughs) Cool. And I want to tell me what you think. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Well, Wally, thank you so much. And to all my listeners out there, everything is going to be in the show notes for you. And that's all we have for now. Let me just try to pause this. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jessica with the Beautiful Feet Podcast. Hey, it's your boy Bromar, host of The Bromar Show. Hello, everyone. It's the Coupon Queen Pen from the CQP Moments Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is your boy Ken, aka The Gentleman of the Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. Hi, this is Stephanie Valente, your local massage therapist. And you're listening to a little bit of everything with Angelica. That's it for now. And thank you for tuning in on another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on the podcast platform that you're listening to.